0: Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe. We'll Been hate been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that belongs undivided.
1: Yeah. You welcome back. To or you gonna go you're going go to, to hell. hell. Get a job work or you don't Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior radio broadcast this Monday, February 12th, 2024. Another Monday with Mitzi. Uh Welcome back, Mitzi.
2: Thank, thank you. Thank you, Christopher. My mom. Happy to be How back. How the
1: hell are you?
2: How the hell are you? Well, I'm looking yeah. at the rain and thinking we're going to have spring soon, so I guess I'm doing pretty fabulous. I'm always walking on the sunny side, even if I don't see any sun.
1: Yeah. Julie Julie probably thinks, I still think it's weird that you're calling your mom by your first name. That's just not, you shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, it's a fun thing.
2: It's, it's got a, great roots.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll keep doing it. We talked about the Super Bowl and some stuff a little bit in the first hour. I mentioned um, some notable on this day, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we don't do that. We don't do that ordinarily. Well, you know, I'm not trying to be a nihilistic deconstructionist, but. We're having fun. It's playful. So, you know, hopefully. Well, the, the,
2: the great part about it is that every time you do that, and then I call you Christopher, we both just laugh.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yep. 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 So we talked um, for a moment about on this day, you know, does anyone remember? So Abraham Lincoln, among those born on this day, does anyone remember who he was? Um a controversial controversial and polarizing figure, I would say, historically. Ray Kurzweil, arguably the same kind of guy. You know, who's that born on this day in 1948, <clears throat> turned 76 today. Probably time to scoop Ray into uh, the Borg, download his consciousness into the Borg. Anyway, um, he's the guy who was building laptops in briefcases in the 60s in high school. So, Wow. Um, Ethan Allen died on this day. The American Revolutionary War Patriot. Charles Darwin, among those born on this day. Bill Russell, born on this day. Anna Anderson is uh, one of the folks born on this or uh, died on this day. um, An imposter who claimed to be the grand duchess of Anastasia of Russia. And uh, anyway. Died on this day in 1984. So, you know. We did a little bit of those kinds of things as a, I would say a warm up to Friday's uh, fireworks. It was it was uh, interesting, and you know I already mentioned in the first hour that I want to publicly apologize for my misbehavior because I think I did. You know I, there was. I didn't really, I, I don't think it was, um, you know, I didn't need to get excited. However, I mean, again, you know, if you are invited into someone else's house and immediately you call that person a liar, you're lying. Mm, Where I come from, that's them's fighting words. That doesn't go well. Typically. So, where I come from, you would expect to be invited outside to explain yourself. Um, However, that is not a justification for bad behavior. I want to bridge the gap. I understand it's difficult subject matter. So, you know, I need to be patient and understanding and so. I apologize. I'll reach out to Pastor Earl Wallace at some point, probably in the next day or two and say, hey, you know what, can we talk about this a little bit? Because I think it might be beneficial. And again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And that's that's fine, too. It's not about being right. It's about truth, you know, Um there's some kind of a, oh, yeah, because you can't handle the truth. We can handle the truth here. So let's get to the bottom of this stuff. Anyway, should we should we play the clip and talk about it a little bit? Oh, yes. What are we talking about? Well, can we play the clip from Friday, the last 10 minutes of Friday's broadcast? Um, this last Friday, February 9th, 2024, Road Warrior Radio broadcast. Last 10 minutes. Can we play that, Julie, please? Back to the phones, Uh, Pastor Wallace in New York. Thanks for calling. Welcome.
3: Hi, Hi. can
4: you hear me? Yes, sir. Hi, my name is Pastor Earl Wallace. I'm the pastor, Uh founding pastor of Liberty Christian Fellowship Church. And I was advised to give your show a call by Dave from New York. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, in 2 Timothy 2.23... The Bible talks about, and I appreciate what you tried to do with that, that previous gentleman. The Bible talks about uh, rejecting foolish and ignorant speculations or controversies. So I teach that those types of issues are issues for which there are low discipleship application. And I like to stay focused on the application. And, and, I, and I believe our struggle in America today. Is between people who have a Ten Commandments value system and those who don't.
1: Well, I, I know. have a ten.
4: Okay?
1: okay, okay, go ahead.
4: Well, I have. I believe you and I have a Ten Commandments value system. Probably most of your audience. We believe thou shall not murder. Thou shall Ten Commandment number six. We believe thou shall not sexually molest or confuse. Ten Commandment number seven. We believe thou shall not steal. Ten Commandment number eight. We believe thou shalt not lie to or about other people, Ten Commandments number nine. And we believe thou shalt not covet our four Ps, our persons or anybody else's persons, people, positions, and possessions. I know I'm talking fast. And we also believe Ten Commandment number five. We have a right to have honor as the guiding principle of our family life. And in America's founding generations of Puritans and Pilgrims, Puritan pilgrims, they honored that. They didn't violate your, your, your family due process uh, right to. When if, you go, if I did a crime, they wouldn't compel my wife to come into court and testify against me. They would find other evidence against me. It wouldn't violate commandment number five. We also have a Ten Commandment number one through four right, to worship God publicly, the way the Bible says he wants to be worshipped, or the way he says he wants to be worshipped in Scripture. America was not founded on the concept of separation of church and state. That phrase neither appears in the Bible nor does it appear in the U.S. Constitution. God doesn't separate himself from the state. He either blesses or he judges nations, depending upon primarily how they honor and commandments number one and two. Have no God before me, and don't make any graven image or handcrafted image of anything in the earth, on the earth, or above heaven, or, or any place else you could think of in your representation of, uh, of worshiping me. Um, I believe that when people get free from a separation of church and state mindset, a lot of these issues we feel like we don't really need to argue about. What we're, what we're really struggling with is our struggle is with people who don't know how to apply the Bible to every aspect of life, including civics. And the way you apply the Bible to every aspect of life, including civics, is you realize, as the Puritan said, we have to have people in our government who, have a, who will treat we the people according to the Ten Commandments. I'm not sure Mr. if it's I'm,
1: your connection or mine, but it sounded like you were breaking up there on that last sentence. Could you repeat that, please?
4: Very last sentence? Of, yeah. Uh, the, the Puritan Pilgrim. Yeah, it's not me. Son.
1: It's not me. I don't know if it's your connection. I'll Mr. Bordop says it's. He hears I'll put the same you just
4: thing. In my ear. Can you hear me any better? I think so, yes. All right. Well, the the founding generation. Right. America was founded upon. Uh, the, 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 the american government is supposed to be run by people who will treat we the people
1: okay so hold the, on a second mm-hmm. the american government was founded upon what can you can you finish that sentence
4: the the application of the bible to every aspect of life including
1: sex. that's that's a false statement can you, Why do you chapter and verse hold on can you uh, chapter yes, and verse that from our founding
4: yes In the Declaration of Independence, it says we have inalienable rights that come from our Creator. Those rights are enumerated in the Ten Commandments. For whenever God
1: says, "Is that statement?" Wait a second. Is that statement those rights are enumerated in the Ten Commandments? Is that anywhere in the Declaration of Independence?
4: No, but it's stated in exactly. the Family father's writings. It's stated in the, let me, in let me, let me pose this. We're, we're running five.
1: out of time. I don't mean to talk okay. over you. Honestly, okay. I don't. We're okay. running out of time. I just have a question. What sure. if the possibility exists that these guys who were actually humanists, deists, you know, the committee of five was made up pr- primarily world. of Name deists. Five. And who were
4: the five?
1: The committee of five?
4: Yeah, who are the
1: five? It was Jefferson, um,
4: Adams. Jefferson, who said that Christianity is the best religion that he's ever come across?
1: Jefferson is a Unitarian.
4: No, we want well, to have a hold, hold on a he second. Hold on a second. If you
1: want to have a conversation, fast. Pastor, let's have a conversation. Do you acknowledge the fact that Jefferson disavowed Jesus' miracles, for example? No.
4: No, I don't, because the he, Bible he didn't he didn't to, he, wrote a Bible he didn't the remove Kisaukic Indian chief. He did a synopsis of the Gospels.
1: Let's the let's have Indian. a conversation. He wasn't, he Hold wasn't
4: on a miracles.
1: you You're talking over me. This doesn't work. Because if we're going to have a conversation, seconds. let's have a it's conversation. Silent. We're running out of time. OK, I'll let Jefferson you. removed significant portions of his Bible. The Quit Indian, talking over said. me. Listen, I'm you know what? I'm going to have to cut you off. If you want to have a conversation, have a conversation. I listen to you respectfully. I'm trying to have a conversation with you. I don't want to debate. I don't want to fight. This is not your broadcast, quite frankly. You called in. Please be respectful
4: if you ask me a question but if you state something that is inaccurate historically i have to refute it I listen to me goes. i tried
1: to it answer your question me. about who the committee of five is you interrupted me after i gave two names of five
4: because you said you made an inaccurate statement you're done about-
1: pastor you're done please he's done i mean are you kidding you give pastors a bad name pastor earl wallace you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourself Honestly, I don't think that's how God wants you to behave. I tried to answer your question. I gave two names in the committee of five, Jefferson and Adams. You interrupted me to dispute. I don't want to dispute. I want to have a conversation. I want us to do better. Now, let me offer this, uh, you know, thought for you. And for those who think this way, and I understand, listen, this is a controversial thing that I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly the kind of reaction I expect with the stuff that I introduced starting, I think, January 4th of this year. Exactly what I'm talking about. Here's the point. Cause we have like 10 seconds left in today's broadcast. What if the possibility exists that people that had nefarious intentions certain not all what if they introduced certain things into our society under the guise of you know dressed up biblical language because as i as i said again you know the substantive basis of what was just said is not found in the declaration of independence and the clue the big harbinger is the laws of nature and nature's God. That's a Spinoza turn of phrase. Spinoza also was not a Christian. He influenced Jefferson and Locke and all those guys. We're out of time, obviously. I hope, despite the last shenanigans, it was somewhat edifying probably entertaining i hope you have a great weekend please pray for one another and support the network as always it truly is an honor and a pleasure take care god bless we'll catch you on the other side okay the broadcast is not over that was the clip the excerpt from last friday's broadcast again we're just listening to an excerpt from last friday february 9 2024 road warrior radio broadcast the last 10 minutes so mitzi are you moist under the arms, as my grandfather used to say?
2: <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Definitely a lot of passion happening there. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, something that you and I talk about on a regular basis is how we get our beliefs. What yeah. What is a belief and how do we get mm-hmm. our beliefs and then how do we you know how do we get our minds to open up to at least hear uh other other thoughts or beliefs i mean you Mm -hmm. know our our country was founded on the fact that um in my opinion that we're really all supposed to be able to to get gather facts and think for ourselves and Mm -hmm. that is um seems like a far and away time but uh you know i the first time i heard that clip i um you know i i had different ears that i heard it with the second time i heard it i felt like the pastor was on a mission from the very first can you hear me uh i i felt like he had had a a mission, basically, that he was on, and and that was what he was all about. So, you know, I mean, I I just think that, um, you know, how do we get from here to there, and how did we get here, is kind of what my thought was.
1: Yeah, I need to... Just circle back and say, again, speaking of, you know, biblically speaking, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. That's where that's where I went sideways. And so, you know, again, I'll reach out to Pastor Wallace and hopefully we can bridge the gap and I'll apologize and ask for his forgiveness for my own indiscretion because I didn't do that. I should be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I did listen for several minutes, but, you know. I did try to answer for some reason when I think committee of five, I always think Madison and he was not committee of five. It's Jefferson, Franklin, Adams, uh, Livingston and Sherman. But among those, you know, um, well, and, and, and I mean, there's so much to. Are we are we having technical issues? It sounded like are we are we all good? Julie. I just heard a blip. Are we okay? I don't know if suddenly we're having an issue. That would be very curious timing, but uh, okay. So, you know, there, there are some places to start. I think the first place to start is, you know, with this subject matter, the last few minutes is problematic. Uh, the first problem is limited time. And it's, it's you know, going to be impossible if you're listening to paint dry, not to be stepping on each other. Um, the irony, I think, is that I agree with pretty much everything he said, you know, except for the one faulty premise. I agree applying a Ten Commandments mindset is good although you know in the new testament we're called to a higher standard the spirit of the law not the letter as paul says in romans 7 and other places um and i don't know if maybe somebody thinks i have a separation of church and state mindset i don't i'm just trying to state the facts of history anyway we're headed into a break stick around folks we'll be right back after this short break
0: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at tlbtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee.
1: HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN.
6: Is their appointed duty? They keep trying to
4: tell me.
1: This, But, um, you know, if you don't mind, Mitzi, I suppose uh, we could sort of dive into this a little bit and, you know, you can offer your thoughts if you like. I know when we talked about this, you basically said, I don't know how much I can contribute to this, but you, you know, you may have some thoughts that are, I'm sure you know, insightful.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Christopher. And I, um, I think you definitely need to head into it and, um, you know, and unpack, as you say, and I, I would, that's exactly what I would do because it's, you know, it's fresh on a lot of people's minds that are involved. And like I said, if, you know, if you don't start conversations, then, you know, there's, there's no meeting in the middle or one side or the other. So I say, go for it.
1: All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to start with this and this, you know, this is the thing I would probably hold till the end, but I'm going to do it up front in hopes that, uh, you know, not to be disparaging at all, but in hopes to do, you know, kind of what you're talking about. I mean, the, the, the old adage, it's easier to, fool a man than to convince him he's been fooled um when we've been bamboozled what does it take to shake that loose and um so you know the ironies i want to point out the ironies first and the double-mindedness that pastor wallace uh is plagued by and i'm gonna you know, again, start by saying, I, how do I know I'm right? I'm right in this. The reason I know I'm right. Like you said, you know, it sounds like he has an agenda when he calls, he's on a mission, I think is the way that you said it. And, uh, he, he is deeply invested in this perspective. You can go to his website and see he's done talks on this. He's written a book or a little, you know, I'll I'll just call it a book type of a thing. Um, he's very invested in this point of view. And so to say, oops, you know what, maybe I was mistaken here is, you know, that would be a significant undertaking at this point. And I'll get to the specifics in that in a second, but it's ironic that he says, you know, I appreciate what you tried to do with the previous gentleman. That was Tom, um, you know, and he mentions Second 2 Timothy 2.23, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do engender, they do gender stripes. Okay. Um, and he says, you know, um, I teach that those types of issues are those for which there, there are low discipleship application. And this, I think, is ironic. Um, because that's exactly... What's happening, you know, what happened in that exchange on Friday? I think there was no real exchange. There was, like you said, a mission. You know, when you, when you call somebody a liar, when you say you're lying rather than say, okay, now on what basis do you make that statement? You're not winning friends and influencing people. Uh, especially when it's not your platform and you know, uh, you are, you are the guest. That's not a good way to have your have someone listen to your point of view I don't think so that's problematic um, but the big glaring uh, evidence of Double mindedness, quite frankly, is anybody can go to Pastor Earl Warren's or or Earl Wallace's, excuse me, uh, website libertycf.org and you can see Liberty Christian Fellowship uh, Church, Latham, New York. You can see that uh, the good Pastor Wallace has in his logo the Statue of Liberty and the torch, the Liberty Torch. And uh, this is painfully ironic because I agree with what Pastor Wallace said when he said um, – how did he say that? Um, America was not founded on the concept of separation of church. and st- Well, I'll finish that thought when we come back, the exact words that he used. And the irony of having these items in your logo of your church. Stick around. We'll be right back after the short break.
3: I
0: want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real News. Real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth.
7: Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible?
4: Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
5: Health Simple with Colorado Shilji. Fact bit number one What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories, through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxins. And toxins, as we know, are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar unable to be at our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily and deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope, live longer. Shilajit, legit Legit shilajit, that is, like Colorado shilajit, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners
1: on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. unpacking this a little bit let me again okay so bottom of the second hour already uh of today's road warrior radio broadcast this monday february 12 2024 a monday with mitzi unpacking last friday's last 10 minutes because this is difficult subject matter what are you talking about well the duality of our american history and how we've been led to be double-minded and it's ironic that you know, that's exactly what's going on with Pastor Earl Wallace. And I'll explain again, I'm not trying to be disparaging. I'm just saying this is a perfect example of what I've been trying to explain. So he said during his call, I believe our struggle in America today is between those who have a 10 commandments value system and those who do not. He said, I believe we do, meaning the two of us. Uh, And I would agree with that. Generally speaking, I would back up though, maybe and say, you know, as I keep, mentioning you know our struggle is ephesians six twelve. we wrestle not against flesh and blood again from the geneva we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the worldly governors hmm. the princes of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness uh which are in the high places i think that's really where the battle starts anyway so he said america was not founded on the concept of separation of church and state, the phrase is neither uh, neither appears in the Bible nor does it appear uh, in the Constitution. God doesn't separate himself from the state. I, I don't take issue with this. I think there's a reason that the concept of church and state circulated and um, was floating around but didn't make it into the founding documents. And in simple terms, I'll just say – The reason that happened was because humanism was the religion that snuck in as the foundation of our American founding that, you know, this idea that dates back to Plato and to Genesis 11 and 6 and really back to the garden, Genesis 3, 5, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That's really what it comes down to. The same old lie, which is not to say that I am a person who subscribes to this concept of separation of church and state. I do not. I'm just saying this is the history that we need to confront in America. I think there was a religion that was snuck in. And I've talked about some of the documentation where this thing called humanism broadly, and there are these little divisions uh, is a religion, not a religion. That's how it's viewed. And so it sneaks in as the foundational concept, much in the same kind of way that we got the administrative fourth branch shenanigans in the early 20th century, where the uh, the guys who were advocating this system knew what they were doing, but they said the administration of government is agnostic; it's not, it's apolitical, which is not true. You know, your technocratic agenda. Definitely is not a political. It's not agnostic politically. So this human, a humanist impulse is the same kind of thing. It sneaks in under the radar, and then we build a faulty foundation on top of that. You know that you might broadly construe as Christian humanism. Anyway, more on that later. So he says uh, God doesn't separate Himself from the state. He either blesses or he judges nations depending upon primarily how they honor Ten Commandments number one and two. And this is very ironic. He says, so have no other gods before me and don't make any graven image or handcrafted image of anything in the earth, on the earth or above above heaven or any, any place else you can think of in your representation of worshiping me. I completely agree. The trouble is, if you go to Pastor Wallace's website, Liberty Christian Fellowship Church, Latham, New York, libertycf.org, you can see the logo. Uh, you know, there's a cross in the logo, but there's also the Statue of Liberty and the Liberty Flame. These are esoteric symbols. But the you know the irony is even if even if they're not esoteric and they they very much are. Even if they're not esoteric, isn't that a graven image of something in the earth, on the earth, above in heaven? Any any place else you can think of, I'm pretty sure that fits the the deal. If it was just the cross, that'd be one thing. But it's the Statue of Liberty. And the eternal flame, and that is—I mean—that's so ironic. You can't—you can't even make that up. To have those in your logo, when you know the pedestrian version of the history of the Statue of Liberty is very murky, has occult illusions um, in the the establishment version of the history it's it's mystical it's esoteric you know this is considered the new colossus of Rhodes. uh it's idolatry this is arguably the largest idol in america in the logo of this pastor's church so is that violating you know he either blesses or judges nations depending on, upon primarily, he says, how they honor Ten Commandments, number one and two. Have no other gods before me and don't make any graven image. And this is the logo of his church. He is the founding pastor, he said, of Liberty Christian Fellowship Church. And this is their logo. It's filled with idolatry. So this is the kind of double-mindedness that I'm talking about, that we end up being plagued by because we don't step back and take an honest evaluation of our own American history. It's the American exceptionalism, especially the Christian patriotic stuff. You know, Sinclair Lewis, when fascism comes to America, it'll be wrapped in a flag carrying a cross. It, It plays tricks on us. And prevents us, makes us, you know, we put on these rose-colored glasses and it prevents us from seeing the truth, the full truth of our history. And my fear with, you know, my first concern when, when I start thinking about this is, oh my goodness, if people start seeing this, you know, will that be the nihilistic deconstruction impulse like gone wild? I don't think so. I think this frees people from the chains of being double-minded and you feel free. I know I do. Um, And the evidence is everywhere. Again, I mean, I I think I'm going to put together a series of posts on just Wikipedia entries because it's a pedestrian version of history. It's not like somebody's conspiracy blog. If it's conspiracy oriented, It's definitely not in this direction. It's the opposite. And it's something, it's a resource that anyone can uh, gain access to. And um, the evidence is, there's so much evidence, it's just everywhere. Um, The natural law, Wikipedia entries. I've mentioned before, natural law, Wikipedia entry. Modern natural law theories Took shape. This is where the phrase "the laws of nature, nature's God" comes from, lex naturalis, or natural law. Modern natural law theories took shape in the age of, of Enlightenment, combining inspiration from Roman law, Christian scholastic philosophy, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't that sound like duality? Again, I mentioned on Friday, Tertullian saying, "What has uh, the the uh, what has." Um, the Academy to do with Jerusalem. And you're commingling them. The Bible says, you know, that uh I mean what fellowship hath light with darkness? Why are we commingling Plato's Academy with Jerusalem? So modern natural law theories took shape in the age of the Enlightenment. Okay, no problem, right? Skip over to the history of Christianity down under the Enlightenment section. It says the there is a historiographical consensus all of this is ironic. So there is a historical historiographical consensus. What does that mean? That means essentially it's an established fact among historians. There's no dispute. There's no debate. There is a historiographical consensus that the Enlightenment was anti-Christian, anti-church, anti-religious. So when guys like Thomas Jefferson... And Benjamin Franklin and others say, you can see on Franklin's Wikipedia uh, entry where he said the same thing about uh, Christianity. It's the finest religion ever to have graced the pages of history. Something like that. That does not make Benjamin Franklin a Christian. Is there a profession of faith somewhere? No. In fact, on Franklin's Wikipedia page, you will find that... um, he denied the faith and Christ as uh, God incarnate Messiah up to his dying day, essentially. Just because you think Christianity is a fantastic religion does not make you a Christian. So, you know, we need to look closer and more scrutinously. Um, speaking of the committee of five. So it's, jefferson franklin adams livingston and sherman jefferson was an illuminized vice supporter uh you know there's evidence is he is he a an actual you know member of a lodge somewhere there are hints but my understanding is history doesn't necessarily bear that out definitely a Student of the Enlightenment, there is the influence of guys like Spinoza and Locke and Priestley and others, so that's Jefferson's background. Franklin is who he is. I don't think there's any argument that he's not a Christian and very deistic, very you know mystical and I would say one of the intriguers of our history the um the uh, motto that, that Franklin suggested for the, or the, the, yeah, the motto for the Great Seal that Franklin suggested obviously was rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. I did a few shows on that, actually. And if you place a couple of commas, one after rebellion and one after tyrants, it means something entirely different. Rebellion, comma, to tyrants, comma, is obedience to God. Are we asking which God? But even if we set that aside, let's just say it means, you know, what we would assume on the face of it, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. How do we how do we reconcile that with 1 Samuel 15 23 as Christians? For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and its subordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. This is with Uh, Saul in view anyway rebellion is as the sin of divination that doesn't sound good find me a passage in the Bible where rebellion is spoken of favorably maybe there's more to the story here maybe we need to look a little closer. Um. Oops. You know, again, backing up, the the first problem is limited time. And the irony of all of this is I agree with most of what uh, Pastor Earl Warren said on Friday. I do not have a separation of church and state mindset. I'm trying to say, let's look at the background, the philosophical, ideological, religious background of the guys who wrote the founding documents Where were they at? Isn't that the smart thing to do? What did they mean? How did they define terms? Not what can I project onto this or that? That's all I'm saying. Jefferson says Christianity is the best religion you ever come across. Franklin said the same thing. A lot of those guys said the same thing, but that doesn't make them Christians. And ultimately, Christianity is not about religion anyway it's about a relationship with one's creator restored in the person of jesus christ of nazareth the man messiah from nazareth that's what christianity is really about it's not religion it's relationship that's what's different they talk about the abrahamic religions you have you know For the Muslims, it's uh, Muhammad. For the Jews, it's Moses. For the Christian, it's Jesus. And ironically, it's Jesus for the Jews as well, but we all know what happened. He dies, is buried, is resurrected, ascended to heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the difference. There are a lot of prophets and um, so on and so on. But, um, there was one guy who said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me, he was the only one. And Romans 10, nine and 10 talk specifically about, you know, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's the difference. That's the line. So to say Christianity is a great religion does not make one a Christian and doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, I thought it was I thought it was wonderful the way that uh, Pastor Wallace unpacked and articulated the violations of the of the commandments like um, you know not violating commandment number five and have a wife testify against a husband, for example. And there's no denying that this, you know, state that we live in is playing people off against one another in that sort of fashion. And if we back up and we just do what he's talking about, then good things happen. But the problem is that premise is it rests on the faulty foundation of this thing. Called natural law that was introduced that is patently ungodly. They they basically what they're doing is it it is very deistic. You know, and the the deist can say creator and things, and you know we are endowed by our creator. That's fine, but if you're a deist, what that means is that God does not intervene in his creation. He created it, and now he's not intervening anymore. But that's not a biblical or a Christian uh, view, obviously which is why the prayer daily on this broadcast because he does. And he wants to know us and he wants to be involved. And the Holy spirit, Jesus said, it's good that I go. I send you the helper. And, um, in second Thessalonians two, we see, it seems like people stop crying out in my estimation, uh, they've been sort of conditioned to believe that, you know, it's futile. And so the restrainer is taken out of the way. Uh, but he wants to be involved. And he wants us to beseech and implore. But that's not the deist perspective. So, anyway, um, there's more to say on this stuff. I'll probably unpack this tomorrow a little bit. But, you know, maybe one of the best examples, two things, two final things, real quick on this for today. Um, Research, for anyone who's curious about this stuff, research our American Revolutionary founding, keeping in mind two questions, just two questions. Been asking the question lately who's in charge, who decides? That's the, you know, Is what's happening in Acts chapter 2 socialism, as the Raphael Warnocks would have us believe? Of course not. Well, then what's going on? Well, and and who can articulate the distinction? The distinction is in who's in charge, who decides. In Acts chapter 2, it's the Holy Spirit impressing things on people's hearts. In socialism, it's state coercion. The evidence is when Peter confronts Ananias and Sapphira and says, why did you lie to God? Not to me, not to the state. Why did you lie to God? Who's in charge who decides is the first question? The second question, what in our founding can one point to as uniquely biblically Orthodox, Christian in nature? And if you're honest, I think you'll find that, as I mentioned from the natural law Wikipedia entry, modern natural law theories took shape in the Age of the Enlightenment. That's our founding. And then you skip over to the history of Christianity under the enlightenment section, you read, there is a historiographical consensus that the enlightenment was anti-Christian, anti-church, anti-religious. But they dressed it up in a certain vernacular to get people to swallow it hook, line, and sinker. And there's more. There's more on this stuff. But last thing I'll say is um, try the dollar bill exercise. Pull out a dollar bill. Look at both sides on the back. You see in God, we trust which God who's in charge, who decides. So only one of two things can be true. Looking at all of that symbolism, that dollar bill is drenched in symbolism. It's drenched in idolatry as pastor Wallace said. So either we are a wicked, um, rebellious, idolatrous Christian nation with all kinds of anti-commandment two all over our currency, et cetera, and in the harbor, right, Pastor Wallace? Or we are talking about two different gods. One, a wicked pagan god or gods, it's actually pantheism, and the other, the one true and living god, the Lord God Almighty. And somehow those who created the currency dressed up And all that wicked symbolism have beguiled Christians into believing that they're, you know, those who created the currency, their pagan God is the same as our, uh, you know, the God of the Bible, the Lord God Almighty. That they're the same. Just consider the possibility. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think that's what's going on, though. Mitzi, do you have a thought?
2: Um. Uh I'm still saying <laughs> I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> I got that stuck in my head. Yeah. Uh absolutely not. There there's just way too much in going on in my head yeah. about everything that has transpired in the last hour and uh you know, it is nine fifty six and I'm gonna say, Don't get me started.
1: Okay. I won't get you started. We'll go to the phones real quick in the remaining moments. Ken in Texas, thanks for calling. Welcome.
3: Hey, Chris. Um, the hey, irony goes really deep because uh, the Statue of Liberty is actually a statue of ISIS. And yeah. ISIS is actually uh, serious. And so yeah. it's it's – Star worship, the the worship of the sun, moon, and the stars, which is what God got so upset with Israel for doing. That's why the number one and two commandments, in my understanding, are totally about that particular issue. So I just had to throw that out there
1: also the argument to be made i mean so the goddess is the goddess of a thousand names the white goddess as what's his name puts it but you know there's also the argument of prometheus and the torch is the eternal flame of enlightenment genesis 3 5 stuff and he's bringing it down you know to the to the people so basically there's there's a an argument to be made that the it's you know prometheus is lucifer so the statue of liberty is that
3: yeah it, it- there's so much to it. Um, mm-hmm. Somehow, or another uh, tomorrow or, or whenever, uh, it'd be interesting to tie in Hebrews seven, eleven, and seven, twelve, talking about the changing of the priesthood. There made a necessity a change also of the law. I'd love to mm-hmm. hear your um, comments about that as well. I know we're out of time, so. I'll let you do yeah. it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mitzi.
1: Thank you, Ken. Much appreciated.
2: Very thought provo- provoking day. Very <laughs> great way to begin the week. <laughs> Moist, under the <laughs> Moist
1: under the arms.
2: Moist under the arms. My brain <laughs> is itching.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Much appreciated okay. as always.
2: Thanks, Christopher. Bye.
1: <laughs> I hope it was informative even edifying and uh please pray for one another please support the network as always it truly is an honor and a pleasure take care god bless we'll catch you on the other side
6: That's 818-965-9113. drinksupertea.com
4: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.